Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. So you went through all the legwork, you signed the contingency agreement, you got really excited, but then the customer doesn't call in the claim. What do you do? And I've been getting this email a lot lately, especially because people are working fringe areas where the hail or wind wasn't so bad. It's not that urgent for the homeowner. Or if you're working at the end of a storm and that time window of opportunity to file that claim and get the work done is looming. Or like right now, we're coming up on winter, so to get the ball moving, we need the adjuster to come out. We need good weather, and hopefully we can squeeze that roof in now, or at the very least, get it in queue for the spring. So what do you do? In this video, I'm gonna be teaching you how to get your customers to follow through with filing the claim after that contingency agreement so you don't waste all the time knocking the door, doing the pitch, doing the inspection, giving your presentation, signing the contingency agreement, and then having nothing to show for it. Hey, my name's Adam, the Roof Strategist. I help salespeople and sales teams just like you reach peak performance, have fun doing it, and smash their income goals. Now let's jump right in. There are many times that what I'm going to be teaching you will be applicable, and there's other times that it won't be. So just quick disclaimer, there's two schools of thought on this, and I'm going to give you answers and reasons to both. Now, if you're watching this and you haven't had this happen a lot where a homeowner doesn't follow through with the claim, then you have this tool in your back pocket. And if this is happening to you all the time, definitely pay attention all the way through to the end. So here's a scoop. It is called an assumptive sales process, okay? Now, what does that mean in an assumptive sale? That means you're assuming that you're already working together. It's language that basically says, you know, the next steps for us working together are this. You're just speaking as if they are already a customer, not if, not when. It is an assumptive process. And by handling your customers in this way, what you're doing is literally taking them by the hand, holding their hand, and walking them or guiding them through the process to where we need to go. And where do we need to go? Well, first sign the deal and then get the the claim filed or called in if they didn't already. This is the most simple tactic that can change the game for you. So here's what you do. You've got that contingency agreement out. You, you, you get it inked, right? Which, by the way, I will link at the end of this video to a playlist on how to use the contingency agreement as a sales tool. I am very against, in general, handshake deals. You need to get this contingency in place because it sets the relationship up the right way out of the gate and will greatly reduce uh, deals that are turned, uh, cancellations, decided to work with someone else a ton. Now. Seasoned salespeople, I know there's a few exceptions to the rule, but getting started, best practice, get that contingency agreement signed. The minute that that deal is signed, here's what you do. You sign the deal and you say, excellent, now to get started on on this project for you, we first need to get that claim filed. Who's your insurance company? And we ask who their insurance company is, if you don't already have it. And they're gonna say State Farm, Allstate, Liberty Mutual, whatever it is. And you say, great, um, do you happen to have the claim number handy, Other, or excuse me, the uh, claims hotline handy? Otherwise I can quick pull it up on my phone. And you grab your phone and you just Google State Farm Claim 
hotline, and boom, there it is. Look at that. It literally is the first number on Google. How convenient. So I call State Farm and I say, listen, I'm gonna call State Farm. The reason that I wanna be here to help you through this process is they may ask questions. I wanna guide you through answering those questions. I have seen, by the way, this is a true story, and I actually saw it on some of the Facebook groups recently. I've seen homeowners get screwed with two deductibles where an adjuster comes out and says, oh, you filed a claim for hail damage and this is hail and that siding is wind damage and we have a separate wind date, therefore it's two claims and two deductibles. Well, the homeowner gets screwed. So the right language to coach them through the process and saying, hey, you know, my name's Adam the Roof Strategist. I'm sitting here with my customer. Everyone knows I'm starting to get, <laughs> get slack for it. My, my customer, Peggy. So this is Peggy. I'm sitting here with Peggy, the insured or the homeowner, and I'm helping her file a claim on her roof for storm Damage. I'd like to hand you to Peggy now. So then Peggy answers the phone, hi, this is Peggy, and then the State Farm adjuster, whoever's there, is going to walk them through all the questions. You can guide them to file that um, claim for storm damage, not hail, not wind, not anything specific, okay, always storm damage, and let them classify it, especially since there's special deductibles sometimes for hail, and special deductibles, like on my home, hail and wind are separate deductibles. I have a higher deductible for wind, not hail. Hurricane might be a separate one, so just use an umbrella of storm damage, and we'll let the adjusters navigate as we as they see fit so we're not painting ourselves into a corner. So while we're there, we walk them through the process. Now, what happens then if a homeowner resists you a little bit? And then they say, well, we want to think about it. Well, guess what? You're catching it now versus waiting till you sign the deal and they go home. So here's what you do. You say, listen, Peggy, the reason that I want to help is this. Uh, there's a few things that may come up. One, they might ask you challenging questions, like when the storm date was or what happened, because what they're trying to do is paint you into a corner to minimize their expenses. And I just want to help guide you through the process so you don't get painted into a corner, because I've seen it happen. So I'm going to help you every step of the way by literally sitting here. We'll put them on speakerphone, okay? So. That's option one. Option two, the other thing is I wanna be able to meet the insurance adjuster on site here at your home, and sometimes they will book that appointment while we're here. So I can coordinate with my schedule, make sure they have my information, because sometimes these guys show up two hours early, and if they'd call me, like, I'll be here. So I just wanna make this process easy for you so you aren't playing the middle person, okay? You'll notice how I said that. Anytime we explain these things to homeowners, it is always about them. You can take something that's beneficial to you, but make it about them, okay? Make it about making their life easier. If I don't do this with you right now, I dropped my phone. If I don't do this for, with you right now, Peggy, then you have to call the company. You might have questions, you call me. Then I call you back, then you call them, then the adjuster calls, then you call me, and I'm just trying to, to put myself in this to save you time and effort and headache. So we'll go through this right now. And that way you can call in that claim on the spot. If you do that, and again, the, remember, in assumptive sale, you're not leaving it up to them, you're guiding them. Great, to get started, all we gotta do is get the claim filed, and I'd love to help you through the process. Sometimes these adjusters ask difficult questions, but most importantly, I wanna make sure that the, excuse me, the adjuster uh, that does come out has my information so I can meet him or her here on your home. And this will just save you a bunch of time and help us get this process underway for you as quickly as possible. So again, it's of service. It's all about the customer. And when you position it that way, that way you don't leave and go back to the office or go home and then you're chasing all these deals and the homeowners that are dragging their feet or as one gentleman that emailed said they're lackadaisical about getting these claims filed. So then the other question is, well, that takes time. I get this objection, Adam, that takes time. If I'm calling in claims, it could add 20, 30 minutes each appointment. You run, you know, 100 appointments in a number, uh, even a year. Let's say it's a year. 100 appointments in a year, 30 minutes, it's a, it's a lot of time. It's a real lot of time that adds up. So is it necessary all the time? 
That is up to you. And I want to give you a few tools because I know that the number one limiting factor for salespeople is time. It's usually not your ability to sell. It's your ability to manage all the things that you have going on. So these 20 minute windows here and there become quite significant. So do you do it all the time? If it's not a problem, I'd say no. If it is a problem, fix it. If you have a, an inkling that they might not call it in or they're still hemming and hawing about it, do it. If it's an elderly person who might be confused or, you know, I'll give my, my, my own grandmother doesn't really know how to use Google and I helped her call a florist and she's like, how do you get that phone number so quick? And on those types of folks, step up and, and be of service and help out because it's going to save them time and it's going to help you secure the deal. Okay. Now plan B. All right. Plan B is to have a follow-up set. Now, the reason I do that is I want to set that follow-up for about 48 hours or two days. And I'll say, hey, Peggy, so glad we got this underway. So your homework for this, you've got all the paperwork here that I've left you. You slide that, that folder over. Your homework is simply to call, name the uh, Chubb Insurance, whoever it is, State Farm, Liberty Mutual, whatever, and file the claim for storm damage. When you have it filed, shoot me a text or give me a call, okay? I'm going to give you a friendly follow-up in 20, excuse me, in 48 hours, in two days. If I call you about 3 o'clock, is that okay? Ask, okay, by the way, it's pausing role play for a minute. Ask, is it okay if I call you at three o'clock? Have it very precise time. Think of it, excuse me, like a follow-up appointment. You don't want it to be loosey-goosey. I'll give you a call Wednesday. And then you're doing that thing where got your voicemail, tag your it, got your voicemail, and then you're stuck back and forth. Have the time set. I'm going to be calling you in two days. How's three o'clock sound? No, I'm picking the kids up. Great. How's 4.30? Excellent. I'll be home. Cool. I'm going to call you at 4.30 to follow up on that claim that you filed in case you have any questions and so you can give me the information from the adjuster. By the way, if you have any questions, call me or here's my phone number and you can text me anytime. So that's plan B. You never, ever, ever leave if they didn't file a claim without a follow-up set. Give, don't give it a week because you know what people do? They perpetually procrastinate. If you have a week to do something, you wait till day six, hour 12 to get started. That's just how we're wired. So put that little bit of a window on there to encourage them to take action and to hold yourself accountable to not letting these things slip through the cracks. Okay. So that's plan B. Plan A, call it in. Plan B, have the follow-up. I don't have a plan C because you shouldn't have any other plans. The only thing that would fall under the plan C camp is folks that have already filed the claim, in which case you have nothing to worry about. Make sense? Awesome. So, Quick recap, in order to get customers to file the claim, we use what? The assumptive sale, meaning we simply hold their hand and guide them without them having to ask us for assistance. And we say, to get this started, let's get this claim filed and I'll help you out for these reasons. I'm going to save you time. I don't want you to feel like the middle person. You don't need to be dealing with going back and forth between us. And I want to help get that adjuster appointment set so they have my contact information so I can fulfill these obligations on your behalf that we just discussed in the contingency agreement. And we make it about them. You ask the insurance company. You pull up your phone, you Google it, you grab it, boom, call it, put it on speaker, guide them through the process. Piece of cake. Plan B, 48 hours. You have a friendly follow-up set at an exact time to confirm that they've filed the claim, see if they have any questions, and to get the insurance uh, adjuster's information so you can meet them for the appointment. All right? Okay. Now, at this point, you might be saying, great, this is awesome. That's going to help. But now you just need to fill that pipeline with leads. And 
have that system to follow so you can turn this one deal into as many as possible. And if you'd like help doing that, to be guided step-by-step -step through videos, have access to my entire marketing battle pack, and be told exactly what to do when, and have this entire strategy built around your income goal, then click the video description below, check out your complete sales strategy, and I'll guide you every step of the way to smashing your income goal in the next nine months. If you're on mobile, it's that little triangle in the corner. All right, that brings us to the end of this video, but it doesn't mean our time together is complete. So there's two things that you can do if you wanna take this free route, okay? Which, do it, man, it's here. Number one is click here to download my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. I'll send you a link instantly. Access to all my videos organized by category, okay? Click here for Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. Click here for a playlist on how to use the contingency agreement as a sales tool to ink more deals on the spot. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, Adam at roofstrategist.com. That's Adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.